Before we begin today's episode, we have to give our patrons over at Patreon a quick shout out. We got a Purba, Paul Campaneshi, Lauren L, Kelby Goodman, Andy Herbrand, Eric Sari, Rock the Green, and Hanson Screen Printing. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right, welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. This is your weekly dose of the Dairy State, and uh, as always, I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And we are your hosts, and uh, today we are discussing a drink that is fairly common uh, around the Wisconsin uh, uh, holidays and uh, famous amongst uh, Wisconsinites uh, alike, and... uh, of course, we are talking about the Tom and Jerry, uh, not the uh, the the cat and mouse cartoon. No, they're not banging each other with hammers. No, this is not a, a, a cartoon type setup here, but uh, delicious drink, and we will go way in depth about that here in a little bit. Uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from a band called Secondhand Souls. Uh, we have another beer review, of course. We like to bring uh, some cool stuff to your attention uh, in the beverage department. Uh, we also, of course, we have the infamous How Many Logos. Uh, we are also featuring a new segment, uh, basically called Wisco Bucket List. Um, so we're going to go over uh, uh, one new basic uh, thing or place or you know something that you can try um, or a place that you can visit in each episode. We're just going to give you one new thing. Yeah. You can kind of follow along, make a list of uh, all the things that we talk about and all the places that we mention, and uh, create that bucket list and, and go out there and uh, go explore, go see these things. Uh, we also have a great interview today with Wisconsinista. Amazing. Um, you know her from Instagram and Facebook and all the other uh, social media platforms that she posts on making great content uh, and going and exploring amazing things around the state of Wisconsin. So we uh, we do have a little conversation with her later on in the episode. Hey, if you haven't already, please go over and swing, uh, swing to Apple Podcast or Spotify uh, and leave us some sort of a review. Uh, give us some sort of a star. Uh, it's really great. And it's then huge. what it really does is it just puts it into the algorithm for other people to... to uh, kind of find this thing organically that, you know, it'll just suggest it to them uh, based on certain things. So if you could go over and do that, that'd be great. Um, also, go to WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. Uh, all the links are there for uh, not only the episodes, but also for our Tee Public merch. So you can actually wear our logo on some shirts, on uh, you can get keychains, you can get mugs and cups and stuff like that. A lot of great swag. It's absolutely amazing stuff. 
Uh, we also have the link to Patreon on there if you wish to become a paid supporter uh, of this show. So uh, uh, generally, you know, uh, we, we try to put out a little extra content. Been a little bit lacking on that lately just due to some other uh, uh, some other family stuff. And But uh, the, the nice thing is, is that you, you directly fund some of the things that we're able to do here. Uh, Basically paying for the music and the beer. Right. I mean, and also just kind of for our guests. All the normal overhead. Exactly. uh, Keeping a website and keeping the servers rocking and making sure that these uh, episodes can get out to you on uh, all the different platforms that you listen. So uh, definitely visit us, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. If you have any suggestions of new bands or new new ideas, new topics, new uh, things that we should discuss on the show, uh, you can actually uh, uh, you can send a message to us yeah. right through the website, and we try or, to answer right away. Too. Yeah, I mean, I write it, like we had one come in, we and did, I yeah. wrote it like the next week. We were pretty much ready to go. Right. Yeah. So. The episode was was turned around very quickly, and and I know the the person that uh, that reached out to us was just like surprised that it was just so quick. And I, well, we I had that one started too because I was on our list for a yeah. long time, so it was like halfway done. So it was mostly just the small things. Yeah. But yeah. I, man, can I say like it's great to be back in the studio? I know like a lot it's has a, happened. Yeah. It's a lot has happened i got a hearing aid falling apart yeah you know the snow is gone there's orange it went from white to orange the the two seasons yeah the uh wisconsin bird is out the mosquito he's ready yeah. to go right construction now construction so. is in full swing everything's oh, yeah. shut down and closed so that's great uh alpine valley's back open yeah uh, you were just there which uh slipknot last feeling night a little rugged i'm two <clears throat> pedialites in and i, I am, know you are not feeling too good either i am rough it is definitely a wild, wild day today. <laughs> uh, but wait, we've got great stuff for you, great content. Um, without any further ado, let's just go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Tom and Jerry, the cocktail, what do you got? Yeah, so as lovers of holidays, and of course brandy, I mean, what isn't more Wisconsin than freaking brandy? Are you talking about the R&B artist, yeah. Brandy? Oh, yeah. yeah she's good. She she's is good. good. The drink that is a must when the snow is high and temperatures are low is called Tom and Jerry. Well, where the hell did this thing come from, and how did this idea start, and why is it so popular amongst Wisconsinites? Well, that is what we are here to discuss with you today. For those that don't know what the drink contains, here is like the basic recipe I could find, probably the one that's more commonly used. And remember, we're not we're not fucking Rachel Ray here, okay? No, not so at we all. We don't even really know what we're talking about. We not just found a this, thing with and I copy and pasted this sucker down. So. Yeah, <laughs> like I've I've never made one myself. I just. I've had people make them for me, but they're and, much smarter individuals. And obviously, you can change this too. It doesn't have to be exact. But the recipe that is the official, I think the official Tom and Jerry recipe calls yeah. for six eggs separated at room temperature, two and a quarter cups super fine sugar, salt to taste, just a pinch, one teaspoon pure vanilla extract, one cup of powdered milk or heated milk, depending on the way you want to do it. Hell, get some half and half. Make it a little thicker. Fuck it. Especially Don't even use the milk. Screw it. Boiling water. Put in some mayonnaise. Rum or whiskey, and of course brandy. I mean, that's like the Wisconsin way to make it. You have to have brandy. Brandy, yep, yeah. And nutmeg. And that's going to make your basic recipe. The instructions are in a small bowl. Beat the eggs. (laughs) Just beat the shit out of them. (laughs) You know, if you got a punch down in it, go ahead. First of all, you got to separate them and then kick the fuck out of each one of them individually. Just beat the hell out of those eggs. Just beat the shit out of the eggs. And a large bowl with an electric meter, beat the eggs white until uh, stiff peak form. Using a spatula, fold a half super fine and granulated sugar slowly into the prepared egg whites. Using your rubber spatula, fold the beaten egg yolks into the egg whites (laughs) with the sugar. Add the remaining one to three quarter cup of uh, sugar and salt. And using your rubber spatula, slowly and gradually fold in the powdered milk. And store and cover it in a refrigerator until it's ready to serve. 
yeah. and add your little shots or whatever you got to do in it, make it a little stronger, whatever you got to do, adjust it. Yeah. Depending yeah. on your level of drunk and how many locos you're at, just adjust it. And where you're trying to get, you know, yeah. uh, whatever level you're trying to be on. And there's many variations too, like adding butter or buttermilk as well as also in some of the recipes. Sure. This that was makes the one it that nice was like, and creamy. And yeah, this was the, the official one, the official listed one. So, I mean, based on all their ingredients, it's no wonder this has become a staple here in the state uh, from Wisconsin. All the dairy products we have, eggs, and let us not forget about butter and milk, right? I was just going to say, I mean, you, you throw in that many items of uh, farm farmed items, you know, you... And, I mean, you know, it's like Wisconsin and our on our previous episode, we talked about brandy and how it became famous in Wisconsin. So, you know, if you're going to go official, grab the Christian Brothers, which we talked about before. Yeah. So the drink Tom and Jerry itself actually dates back to the 1820s, where a play that was written by playwright William Moncrief called Tom and Jerry or Life of London, which was an adaption of a story by Pierce Egan's called Life in London or Days of Nights of Jerry Hawthorne and his elegant friend Corinthian Tom. Oh, wow. That's a long title. Oh, yeah. That's that's English for you. That's a mouthful. That's those British for you. <laughs> uh, the play became quite popular in England at the time and ran for roughly two years before coming to America and was p- performed all the way up until around 1828. Egan, the author of the story, talks about a drink introduced with a variation of eggnog and adding a half ounce of brandy. A common sight among some of the previous generations actually had a full sets that were known as the Tom and Jerry sets and came with a bowl and matching cups. And my grandma had one. Yeah, I, I think we had some floating around in our family as well. And it's not so much a common sight today in the household, but uh, if you go to an, like an antique store and you're a true enthusiast, You'll see you can them. definitely find one. I mean, they're yep. like at every antique store I've ever seen. Yeah, the best things you can find there are, are those kind of serving specialty kind of serving items and then also cookie jars for some reason there's like a million cookie jars at antique places so the tradition actually started around it starts around thanksgiving and continues all the way up until the new year or whole the whole winter holiday season basically is when this drink is more commonly used yeah and as a side note that uh william g harding the u.s president was a huge supporter of the drink and served many at the parties he hosted at the uh, oval office i like that he was a supporter of the drink he loved it (laughs) i think it supported him he he freaking went harding on it dude dude huge huge Professor Jerry Thomas, a famous uh, American bartender from New York City and author of the first bartender's guide, How to Mix Drinks or the Bon Vivant's Companion in 1862, includes some of the earliest recipes for Americans' favorite cocktails. His recipe for the Tom and Jerry calls 12 eggs and uses hot water instead of milk. Uh, Yeah, so this was one of the, yeah. Too many eggs. Too many eggs in there. You're going to get farty. Too much water. Because of the book's popularity, Americans have adapted the Tom and Jerry recipe, and the drink was extremely popular across the United States until his death in 1885. So maybe you can make a holiday tradition with this legendary drink, and some places that are known probably best for their Tom and Jerry's, um, if you're going to go to a bar, is a Domino Bar in Waukesha. Who, oh, serves yeah, yeah. Them, who serves them all the way up into the new year. And I think if you, you guys are going to play there, aren't you, at some point in Waukesha? Something like that, yeah, yeah. You, you guys have been talking about that. Yep. Or Milwaukee's Bryant's, who just um, dedicates the upper level to the drink, specifically around the holiday season. They basically close off the whole upper thing so you can grab one of these bad boys. And you can actually get, like, the batter portion that are pre-mixed around the holiday seasons as well, so you don't have to do as much preparation. It's pretty much ready to go. You just add your mix right. and your brandy, and you're good to go. Right, so you don't have to do all the, the beating of the eggs and, and adding of all the individual ingredients. You mostly just add in your, your liquor, yeah. and you're good to go. 
Yeah, and if I mean, if you're going to head to the Northwoods, there's also a few places you can commonly go to. Um, Connolly's Tom and Jerry Batter from Superior is one of the mixes you can get. Cedarcrest, Cedarcrest ice cream in Man, uh, Manitowoc yeah. makes the Mrs. Bowen's Tom and Jerry mix. So I do like Cedarcrest. So those are kind of the two common mixes you can get, and they're both pretty well done and pretty good. Um, you can find them in most of the central and southern Wisconsin stores. So if you're in the Northwoods, get the Connolly's Tom and Jerry. If you're in the South, probably get Miss Bowen's Tom and Jerry, the two more common yeah. mixes you can get. I know it's not Christmas or don't even want to think about it at this point, but uh, we hope that you give this Wisconsin tradition a try and uh, let us know what you think of it. It's one of my favorite drinks. It's like yeah. super filling. It's fatty, you know, especially in the winter months when you're just freezing balls. Yeah. It just warms you right up. Yeah. Let us know. Take a couple pictures. Uh, let us know what you used as a recipe. Uh, let us know the different uh, uh, liquors that you tried because obviously we talked about that you can use brandy, whiskey, uh, rum. Yeah. Um, let us know what works best and what you what you found to be uh, your favorite recipe and, and I would love to see Some of those Tom and Jerry sets If you have any Grandparents still here With those Because those are true. Just really yeah. cool And it's it's pretty crazy It just like the name Actually came from Like a play Right And yeah. a lot of people Do speculate that The Tom and Jerry cartoon Was actually based Off the drink Could be yeah. And a lot of people Speculate that I, Not necessarily true But it's Yeah because def- I think That was more like Tom Cat Yeah the Hanna-Barbera so Cartoon which was like yeah. What in the f- 50s When it was first introduced Late yeah. 40s early 50s Yeah But yeah I- I'm not really sure where the Jerry Mouse thing came up, but I could be just an idiot living under a rock. But, yeah, awesome. It all uh, came from an English play, man. Super, so, super cool drink and really great history. But, yeah, without further ado, here's our music segment. All right, so as promised, we've got amazing uh, uh, Milwaukee music, actually, a band called Secondhand Souls. Definitely like a, what, an alternative kind of punk feel to it. Just Definitely. three dudes from Milwaukee just jamming out some good tunes. And and here's the thing. They're just passionate about wanting to play music, which is amazing. I mean, obviously, um, you know, if you've if you've ever picked up an instrument or if you've ever listened to music, you know how just sort of infectious it is. And and they caught the bug and, and they want to, you know, get out there and, and create their own unique sound and play these shows. And and they've played at, you know, places like Bremen and, and I think X-Ray Arcade and stuff, too. Um, just really, really great stuff. And. Um, like you said, yeah, more of that alternative kind of like punk yeah, got uh, a, feel. Kind of old school punk feel to it a little bit. Yeah. Love this stuff, man. And they've played with uh, some of the other bands that we have featured on the show before as well. Uh, Smoke Free Home, I think Man Random, oh, yeah, they did a yeah. show with them. Sterling, which we featured. A um, lot of really great bands. And um, and, and also they've played at uh, Lineman's uh, River West, which Lineman's is a, a, cool a great, a great uh, lo- a location, a great venue for... Uh, that style of music too, uh, and and they always have great local stuff, which is Mo- amazing. Milwaukee like never surprises me with like the number of bands and stuff, and it's cool that they're yeah. keeping kind of the punk tradition alive, which yeah, I love this stuff. I mean, think of it, we've had some of the most amazing like punk and and early kind of uh, uh, you know that kind of punk rock stuff coming right from Milwaukee. Oh yeah, um, so this is you know this is kind of like the home for it, which is great. So. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, play a song for you. Uh, the song that we're featuring is distances or distance rather. And, uh, it's, it's absolutely a, a phenomenal song. song. If you find them on Instagram, uh, there is actually a link tree that they have that'll take you right over to their Spotify and stuff. Um, but they are secondhand souls MKE on Instagram. So go check them out. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into distance.
Secondhand Souls Milwaukee song was Distance. Like I said, uh, go to their Instagram, Secondhand Souls MKE, uh, and there is a link tree that gives you access to basically anything you'd possibly need from them. So um, let's go ahead and get into a beverage review ski here. Uh, what do we have in front of us, man? Yeah, so this one's a classic, man. Um, so this is the Esther. Esser's best original from Cross Plains Bre- uh, Beer Company. It's a it's a lager, yeah. so it's kind of like your classic like classic beer. Yeah, your classic. It's a Hell's Lager. Um, it's five point two percent ABV, and it's really a classic in Wisconsin. If you haven't had it, ditch some of those domestic beers and try this because it's kind of similar it. to these. It's like the same taste. You're getting that kind of like Pilsner-y, like Miller Lite-ish, but it's like better crafted. Like and I was going to say too, you know, and maybe Miller Lite wouldn't be the best sort of comparison. I would say like the Lining Kugels, Liney's original, um, and and even like uh, what Miller Genuine Draft was kind of like. I would say that that's more kind of along the lines. Uh, what is it, Budweiser, not Bud uh, Light? You know, something like that would be like a good comparison. But again, you know, uh, brewed along the same lines as, as you know, the good liney stuff. This has, you know, quality product, uh, individual ingredients that are more handcrafted instead of mass produced. Exactly. And it like it pours kind of like a hazed amber, yeah. a little, uh, quite a bit of fizziness to it, which I actually do like the fizz. Like the more carbbed. Yeah. It's just a little bit heavier carbbed. Um, it has a smell of like grain right yeah. up front, like a clean grain. Um. A pretty light, clean, crisp finish. Um, kind of good. I mean, if you're gonna go for like a lager here in Wisconsin and you you want to stay away from those domestics, it's a great one. Yeah. I mean, I, I highly recommend this to our listeners. Uh, Cross Plains Brewery, old school, great history. If you ever want to learn about Cross Plains, really cool history. Yeah. I mean, what the family went through to get this beer, basically. I mean, they 
they talk about like how they went through like the family went through poverty all kinds of stuff but then they made this like fantastic beer yeah it's just a staple in wisconsin if you haven't had esther's beer check it out yeah it's amazing it's just a, another uh quality staple i mean uh it's it's delicious and uh it's truly wisconsin everything and it's, about it's it. just smooth and like we always talk about those transition beers if yeah. you're gonna step up into the craft world this is a great one to get you out of the domestics because it has that domestic flavor it's a little bit better crafted you know just smooth crisp crisp clean finish the graininess comes through like the maltiness is just incredible limited on the hell's hop the hops are a little bit limited like sure. like most of your pilsners and stuff but go and check this one out you can find it pretty much anywhere i've seen it at woodman's festival um i think i've even seen it around here at some of the stores as well yeah i mean honestly your your uh total wine your kind of big box like that will probably have it uh and then also some of your more local um just town type liquor stores like we've got near here we've got waterford uh liquor we've got ammons and those are both ones that i typically will go to uh to find these things because they have a bigger beer selection than uh than you know uh walmart or your grocery store or something like that festival's pretty good uh, i can find some unique stuff i can find some you know truly wisconsin stuff but at the same time you know i like to I like to also bounce around because, you know, each one will have different distribution. Uh, they might have different deals uh, with their distributor uh, to get, you know, certain Wisconsin breweries in there. And, and um, that's what I always see. I, I always suggest is don't just go to your grocery store. Also bounce over to your liquor store, you know, and, and you know, we've got, I think, Muskego Liquor right here, too. Which oh, yeah. I just recently went and purchased like six different IPAs from uh, a couple weeks ago. Um Really, you know, it, it's it's a crapshoot. But the the neat thing is, is uh, uh, anytime you go to one of those liquor stores, you'll probably see something new, uh, and and can art or box art might get your attention and stuff. I suggest everybody just try something new. Yeah, um, for sure. And this one, like, it comes in a six pack. Yeah. It's usually when you find it. Um, you're gonna see the Esser's Best logo. It's kind of written in like a Coca-Cola cursive almost. Yeah. And it has like the brewery, like an old school brewery picture in the background. Yeah. But it's just a classic staple in Wisconsin. And I, I, I always tell people to try this one if you're trying to branch out a little bit. My mom especially is more of like a Miller Lite person. Yeah. So it kind of works out for a craft beer for my mom. Yeah. So. Awesome. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many locos you add? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's the infamous how many locos you add. And Eric, I heard you got a good one for us today. We got to hear the story. Yeah, this one's a pretty fun one. Uh, so the uh, title uh, of the article here is We've got a drunk Amish guy, horse-drawn buggy driver charged after hitting deputy's cruiser. Holy smokes. I mean, that is a lot to take in just in the article title alone. Was he in Rumspringer, whatever they call it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. taking a week off to go join the English. Yeah, huh? when they have their ability to go and test things out, see if they want to be Amish or not, um, which very well could be because this person is 21 years old, and I believe that is when the run Rumspringer is. Uh, oh, nice. Um, so, uh, a 21 year old man has been charged with operating a vehicle while impaired for an incident involving a horse drawn buggy. Uh, according to the Ashtabula County Sheriff's, uh, the deputies responded to a call May 14th for a reckless operator Oof. driving a horse drawn buggy. Uh, uh and this was on the wrong side of the road, of course, too, which <laughs> oh, is always gosh. great. 
Um, we have a lot of that, man. Yeah, oh, a yeah. lot of wrong side of the street. That's or how highway. you catch them. Uh, it's the easiest way to tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or if they don't have their lights on and it's dark out. Um, or maybe the beer in the neck beard. Yeah, the beard. In the neck. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and a little, uh, the little tail thing on the yeah. Your tail's wet. Yeah, oh, dude. A little bruise. Your tail's wet. I was just doing a keg stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dipped into the broom. Um, Deputies got in front of the buggy, but the driver didn't stop. Of course not. Pretty hard to do when you're drunk. Uh, we, we've got a drunk Amish guy passed out in the buggy, a deputy could be heard saying on body cam. Uh, as the buggy passed by, the deputy said he saw the driver slumped over with a beer can nearby, which is great. Did he have the reins in hand? Was he still making the horses I go? I don't or was... think he was. Oof, dang. Yeah, he might rains, have had it, rains like, down. He might have had it tied like around his foot or something. Rains you know? down. <laughs> um, as deputies tried to gain control of the horse, uh, it actually lunged forward and crashed the buggy <sighs> right into the cruiser. So here we go. Uh, the driver, identified as a 21-year-old man, was arrested and treated at the scene for minor injuries. Um, that's really the only information we Rumspringa have. Rumspringa gone wild, huh? You so could really probably here. say that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's 21 years old, young man. But again, I, I also don't know what, um, I don't know if the Amish are allowed to have beer. They are in Rumspringa, though. Like but, to go and join the world. But like I'm talking about like, outside of that. Like I don't think they if normally. You're just yeah. a, you know, a normal uh, working, you know, Amish man or woman. Are you allowed to have any sort of booze or alcohol? I don't know enough about the Amish to be Neither honest. Do I. We have a lot of them around. A here lot, too. a lot, yeah, yeah. Tons. And, a, and a bunch of different. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know uh, as much as I probably should uh, about uh, about the culture and stuff. I just know and, that they call us the English. That's the only thing I really know about them. And then whatever I see on Letter Kenny. That's all I know Letter about King, the Amish. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so, you know, we've got a 21-year-old uh, driving a horse-drawn buggy, uh, passed out, slumped oh, he's, over. he's went hard. He's probably his first time he ever drank, yeah. to be honest. can of beer, and... Uh, uh, this might I, be I, our first... Here's the thing. I, I don't necessarily want to say that it was an accident that he caused, uh, necessarily. No, I think the cops didn't know how to control a horse, to be That's honest. the thing. Is I think it was honestly just the, the inability of the officers to... to keep the the animal in control you know uh, the, it's not like the the amish guy was like fuck it i'm running <laughs> um the, yeah, he you just can't, wasn't, he wasn't just even say, awake man if like, you got a carriage you're not out running a cop car let's just throw it out there but i don't know man you got one, one horse horsepower power versus yeah, i knew i knew we were going I, yeah, there i knew you get i pay. knew we were going yes there. okay um yeah, I mean, and, and I truly don't believe this is a an actual loco uh, setup. Uh, I really I think he, 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 you know what? I'm going really low on this one because he's just never drank. I'm, this I'm, is a Bud Light kind of situation. Oh, yeah, this here. is a, this might be a four loco only. Natural light. This might just be a four loco. Uh, if I'm if I'm being honest, I think it's four loco. I, that's what I was thinking right away. I mean, yeah. it's just a four loco. He's just trying some booze out for the first time. Probably met up with some young people. He's like, I, I'm in Rumspring. Can you yeah. guys show me a good time? Here's Took him to strip club, saw some titties. Had one beer. Might have, yeah. Had one beer, brought his horse in there. The girls dug it. The strippers were stroking that stuff. It. The girls the strippers were fucking rubbing that stroking horse down. His tail. Yeah, oh yeah. It's main. It's main and um just oh he's so cute. And then he just got into shit too deep. Kicking the wheels on the buggy and stuff and he got into shit too maybe deep. Maybe they maybe they got busy in the buggy also. Oh, the man. buggies are rocking. Don't come yeah. and knocking, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, this is somewhere in between like a, a two and four loco or something like that. It, very low, uh, but it's also t- only to be considered that uh, the tolerance level is low. So 
Um, I'm good with a four if you are. A swing and I'm ish. Let's go. Hit that sucker. All right. So as promised, we've got your inaugural version uh, in, in the first uh, item on your Wisco bucket list. Uh, Russ, we, we thought carefully on what we wanted to do. Uh, for the for the first one here, yeah, and, we we uh, want people to kind of get out there and go explore Wisconsin, especially right? now that the weather's great. This is this is kind of the perfect time uh, to. Uh, uh, go and visit this place. Why don't you tell us what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're here. talking about Tim's Hill, which is actually the highest point in Wisconsin. Um, located in central Wisconsin in Tim's Hill County Park in the town of Prince, uh, in the in town of Hill in Price County. Tim's Hill has an elevation of 1,951.5 feet and it is less than one mile south of Highway 86, about midway between Ogima and Spirit and about 23 miles west of Tomahawk. And it's just a really cool place. And you can always say you've been to the highest point in Wisconsin, which isn't actually very high. But Tim's Hill is just a great hiking area. It's a great outdoor area. Grab a picnic, grab the family, head on out there. Check out Tim's Hill. We are here with one of my favorite Instagram accounts to follow. I don't know about yeah, you, Eric. Absolutely. We're here with Chelsea from Wisconsinista. How are you doing, Chelsea? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're happy to have you. Um, yeah. So we're, first off, we just wanted to know, how did you get your start in uh, ch- exploring all these awesome gems? I have lived in Wisconsin my whole life. I grew up in the Mequon area, and now I'm based in Milwaukee. So my family's always been here. Um, my parents are big explorers. So I grew up seeing different parts of Wisconsin and having this appreciation for the state. Um, and that inspired me as I got older and found Instagram as a platform to share those experiences and adventures with other people. Awesome. And then we have to ask, what are some of your favorite places you've explored here yeah. in Wisconsin? It's always so hard to narrow it down, but I, I love a good trip up north. Um, oh, yeah. I love hiking. That's one of my favorite things to do, and there's so many great trails up there. Um, I did grow up, grow up going to the Driftless area as well, and I think that's such an underrated part of the state, especially to people visiting from out of state. Um, there's just so much to see. It's hard to narrow it down from regions, but the whole state's really beautiful. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Especially in the Northwoods, when you get all the waterfalls and stuff, you take, take those just, long trails and you find this like hidden waterfall exactly. randomly. Exactly, some just of amazing. some of the the best trails and and hiking and biking in in pretty much the entire United States. I mean, obviously, you go out west, there's some pretty good stuff in the in the Northwest, but uh, Wisconsin is definitely beautiful. Oh yeah, and so absolutely. And so, Chelsea, we're going to ask you: um, Do you have a favorite supper club that you recommend us checking out? That's a good question. So there is a supper club. Um, I haven't been to super recently, but my family went all the time when we would be up north. Um, and that it's called the White Stag Inn. Oh, um, okay. It's not. You, do you guys know about it? Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like near Rhinelander area. And um, yeah, we always just grew up going there and it has the cool vibe and right in the heart of the Northwoods. So that's been one of our favorites. Awesome. And then we were going to ask too, so we're not sure, are, are you a brew drinker or do you like any kind of beverages? I would say adult beverages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like some beers. Um, I'm more of a cider and sour kind of person. Oh, nice. And do you have any recommendations for like a brewery to check out that you yeah. would recommend? Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I know it's funny you guys talked about line of kugels and the juicy peach because that is my absolute favorite right now um i still have yet to make it all the way up to go see the liney lodge yeah but i mean their stuff is such a classic wisconsin you know beer 
all of their stuff. So yeah, they, um, I really like a lot of their stuff. Yeah, they do such a great job of, of keeping it uh, mostly beer, but then they add in such great uh, uh, flavors, and, and, it, and it just, I mean, it takes... It takes beer to, to a whole new level. And we've talked to, uh, to you know, uh, um, Katie. Katie, and she was just, I mean, so thrilled. And, and she was uh, trying not to, to give too many uh, secrets away because they were talking <laughs> about releasing Juicy Peach and a couple other things uh, back when we talked to her. And it was just so fantastic. And, yeah, the, the Liney's Lodge, when you get up there, uh, you're going to have a lot of good pictures to take and, and some uh, photography and, and uh, some uh, some hiking trails, too, right up there. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, Chelsea, we're going to have to plan a trip up there if you want to come with us. Yeah. We'll see if we can get a backstage tour with Katie. <laughs> totally. Just let me know. Oh, we will do. Yeah. And then uh, I guess one other thing. Is there any other attractions you recommend maybe our listeners go and check out that you really like? Sure. Um, I'm trying to think. It's always so hard for me to narrow things down, and yeah. um, I know you're just kind of posing the question. So if you could just let me think here. Um, I mean, I think for anybody who's coming in from out of state, I'm based in Milwaukee, so that's really my area of expertise in southeastern Wisconsin, yeah. and I obviously like the outdoors too. And so one of my whole like favorite experiences to recommend to people, obviously they know Summerfest and the festival grounds, but if you take a trip there or a visit to that area and you want to just expand upon it. Um, I love that Lakeshore State Park is located right next to it, right in the heart of downtown. Um, a lot of people don't realize that there's a state park in the middle of the city. Um, it's right next to the Home Bridge, so there's really great views. And that whole Third Ward area has a ton of good restaurants on the river. Um, Riverfront Pizzeria, Sail Loft are just a couple of my favorites. So if you are looking for like a way to um, expand on your Summerfest trip or Summer Day in Milwaukee, I love that whole area. That's a really good idea, too. And have you ever been to uh, Open Doors Milwaukee when they open up all the buildings? Yes, I, I have. I was just looking through pictures the other day, thinking about that for the fall. And I remember going into City Hall, sitting at the mayor's desk, all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. I always love that because you can, like, basically go up in the um, the, the bank building to yep. the top floor. Yeah. And you get, like, the best views of the city. Oh, it's that would be so cool. So, Chelsea, we wanted to know, um, how can we find more and how can we find you? Yes. So Instagram and Facebook are the best ways to find me. Um, my handle on both is at the Wisconsinista. So it's the Wisconsin ISTA. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, our listeners, please go and check that out. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for your time today. Um, we really appreciate you taking some time out of your Sunday to talk to us about Wisconsinista. Yeah. And we can't wait to uh, see what you got going on next. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a great rest of your Sunday. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch, watch out for deer, deer on your way home. home.